Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute is another way to say that. Today we're talking about Grave of the Fireflies, Minute 72, which starts with Seta talking about Setsuko's rash, and it ends with Seta, while carrying Setsuko, stopping by an ice truck. So yeah, so... We see that she has her doll here. Mm-hmm. And Seta is talking about her rash. Says it's not just prickly heat. Because, is that what he says? Because when I wash, seawater just hurts her skin. Seawater just hurts her skin is what the subtitles say. Which is yeah. a little weird. That's a weird sentence. I don't know how effective seawater is on rashes. Well, I did, I did, yeah, I'm like, I searched for why bathe in salt water. And I got like a bunch of results on, you know, bathing with Epsom salts and stuff like that. So I guess people do it, do bathe us. I mean, yeah, people do do it. I don't know if it's like sea salt. I guess it's, but I don't know. It sounds a little weird. Yeah. But he says it's not, what does he say? Shishimo. Asemo yanai mitai yashi. So shishin is eczema, and asemo is... Prickly heat. Prickly heat. Hmm. So what is it? <laughs> what is the sentence? Shiomizu de arao to shimite itagaru dake nan So when I wash, when I wash her with salt water, she just gets blemishes and pain. But I don't think this is just. So dake is, first sense is only, just, merely, simply. That's the usual. Yeah. But then the second sense is as much as, to the extent of, enough to. So I don't think that's how I would, she, seawater just, what did she say? Seawater just just hurts hurts her skin, skin. I would say. Washing, yeah, seawater, washing her with salt water is enough. To hurt her. To hurt her skin. That's, that's how I would translate it. Okay. Solve that mystery. Okay. Solve that problem. What's next? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, So, go ahead. What is it, this rash? Is it a combination of everything? Like, eczema and prickly heat? Is it some, like, rare form? Like, I don't... So, the doctor's response is, So, it's a uh, weakness brought on by malnutrition. And then he says that's the cause of the diarrhea as well. That's what he says next. Right? Uh-huh. Does that answer your question? What was your question? Your question is why what she... What is, like, what is her skin condition? Like, what is going on with her skin? Is it just because she's not, like, bathing properly? Is it because of the bugs she's around? It's a symptom of malnutrition, I guess. I guess. Is what he's saying. Sui jaku. Weakness, stability, breakdown, prostration. That's what it says. Eiyo shichyo kara kuru sui jaku. This, no. mm. I can't help but think with this doctor's attitude. It's like, yep, it's malnutrition. What are you going to do? It's so like, how is he not reaching out being like, how, why are you guys like this? This reminds me of uh, Drunken Angel, which is an early Kurosawa movie. Mm-hmm. Starring, it's got um, Toshiro Mifune is one of his early roles. He looks really young, like really thin as like a gangster but the main character is played is this kind of town doctor played by Takeshi Shimura who was the 
head samurai in Seven Samurai, who's also like the lead scientist in uh-huh. Godzilla, the first Godzilla. He, oh, okay. Yeah, not Serizawa, but like the you know the original, the, the OG. What? Like the you know the I think he might be the the father of the girl who's engaged to Serizawa. Oh, okay. In the in the first Godzilla, fifty four. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Have you familiar? You're not familiar with that movie though. I can anyway, picture him so in my head. <laughs> he plays this guy. I mean, he's he's probably more compassionate than this guy. But this is set like right after the war, when like, uh, well, okay, like, <laughs> the, like uh, the, the years following the war, when uh, he's dealing with like typhus and stuff, uh, all this stuff because there's most of the countryside is just ruins, and it's just like, all these diseases kind of breeding in the in the ruins more than malnutrition. But he's drunk all the time too. So that's <laughs> great. That's so good. That's great. So, so he kind of knows his own limitations. And at one point, he's yelling at—I think he's yelling at Mufune, who's the gangster. He's like, "You think you're so tough? I've killed more people than you." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Those are all my favorite lines. I guess I don't know. Like as like a doctor, if he's like, isn't there like a code? That every doctor, like, abides by when they get their doctorate or something. You mean the Hippocratic Oath? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like, every doctor's like, I have to help every patient I get. It's kind of like, he's just like, you gotta get her to eat. Then <laughs> You gotta get her to eat. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe eat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is malnutrition. I'm gonna so. prescribe you with eating? <laughs> Food? Malnutrition, so you know my subscription is nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> See how that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously he's got uh, he's got like a revolving door because he's got the next patient and yeah. he just comes right in. We don't see the line out the door though. We don't see no, like the waiting don't. room. That would have been maybe a little bit more informative. Yeah. Other than you know maybe this is he's only got two customers yeah, or two patients he's... today, but this woman like. It's a has hypo- a full it's list. A rich hypochondriac who gives him all the kinds of money. So yeah, we don't know the story. No, we don't. But I like how they're just kind of like, whoa, what's what's this guy's problem? What is his problem? <laughs> well, the doctor tells him you just need to get her nutrition, and Sata's like, where do I all get she that? Needs is re- yeah, you know, I hate to say it, but food. <laughs> <laughs> Your aunt's house, dude. Dude, like, I'm sure his aunt isn't that cruel. To like, if they showed up at her doorstep in the state, she would probably feed them. Give them at least one meal, yeah. Yeah. She'd feed them, and I mean, it would give her somebody to yell at, too. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. At any point, dude, you can go back You can there. go back. At any point. I think I would, I'm being sets go back, like, at least just her back to their aunt. Because, like, I don't... Yeah, even if you can't stand yeah. there. Yeah, it's... This is what's, uh, yeah, this is what's so frustrating. But <laughs> And Paint Seda is really the bad guy here. Yeah. It's like if he went back and, like, their, their aunt's house was destroyed, it would be kind of, you know, another... It'd be like, oh, okay, well, I guess they have to do this now. Yeah. But it, I doubt that her their her house is own, destroyed. Yeah, it's his own stubbornness. Yeah. Which is killing Setsuko. And him. But mostly Setsuko. Yeah, it's rough. It's very heavy. <laughs> Okay, so they leave the doctor, I guess. So then we cut to this guy uh, with the ice truck. So where do you think this ice comes from? I have no idea. 
I is there I like think they're trucking it down from Hokkaido or the mountains. They're keeping it cold, like frozen like that for a long time. Yeah, that's kind of unreasonable. There has to be some. Is there I, like a, I try to look up like the history of refrigeration, mm-hmm. and it goes back quite a ways. So I think there was probably some refrigeration somewhere, like in this, you know, in the city. Right. So, so like by the 30s, if you had electricity, you could have refrigeration. Seems like the big stumbling block, at least in the U.S., was a lot of people just didn't have electricity. Yeah. So that was, uh, I mean, that's what this, with the Wikipedia article, at least. That, yeah. But I don't know if this, like, how long can you keep ice? I don't know. I mean, maybe they cut this ice in the winter and kept it maybe insulated for long enough to the middle of August. But do you think they, I mean, would they, if they, would you use refrigeration to make ice to be sold like this? That's one way to make money. Like, but I don't. Use your refrigerated warehouse to like just freeze a big tubs of water. Yeah. This is, yeah, I don't know. This is. It's kind of... It's a mystery to me. Yeah. It's one of my mysteries of history for me. Yeah. I how think, this works. I think my great aunt in Japan, like, remembers this. Oh, like, really? Like an ice cart popping by and then, like, getting a block of ice and making shaved ice with it. Not using it in an ice box, but just making using it to Making... Make, I make mean, ice. I guess using it for something else, but, like, for the kids... That's cool. She didn't tell you when she was sharing the story where the ice came from? No, she didn't... <laughs> It's kept in some warehouse, like, for, from the winter. I guess. That makes sense. It's the only thing I can really think of. Yeah, you'd have to keep it pretty well insulated, though. Yeah. So one thing on the, the Wikipedia article on refrigeration, one of the most influential uses of refrigeration was in the development of the sushi sashimi industry in Japan. Before the discovery of refrigeration, many sushi connoisseurs were at risk of contracting diseases. The dangers of unrefrigerated sashimi were not brought to light for decades due to the lack of research and healthcare distribution across rural Japan. Around mid-century, the Zojirushi Corporation, based in Kyoto, made breakthroughs in refrigerator designs, making refrigerators cheaper and more accessible for restaurant proprietors and the general public. This kind of comes up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how many of you do you think their home had electricity at this point? Probably not, right? Probably not, yeah. All right. Yeah, let's see what Seta does with this ice truck. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow on Ghibli, Ghibli Minute. Minute.